The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring a disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. First, I want to welcome and thank our new Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight, we depart once again from our core topic. I don't do this often, but when I do, it has to be relevant and needs to be discussed. That's why our show is called Veritas. That said, we usually don't have more than one guest on the show. However, tonight we have two. Dr. Leonard Horowitz will discuss the swine flu pandemic and what to do to avoid it without the vaccination. And also, investigative journalist Sherry Kane will discuss her findings into who is behind the swine flu pandemic and for what purpose. Dr. Horowitz will be on first and Sherry Kane on the second segment. Some of you may know Sherry from her research into who was behind 9-11. Sherry will also discuss how the United States may turn into another Nazi Germany. But this time, the plan is not against one segment of the population, but global genocide. Incidentally, the latest CNN poll shows that 68% of the United States population will not take the swine flu vaccine. 
that means that 32% of the people are still not paying attention. Dr. Horowitz and Sherry Kane will be with us shortly. Next week's special guest is Dr. Stephen Greer. We'll discuss how disclosure is taking place at a grassroots level. We just need to look and find the clues and not expect our government to do that for us. And speaking of Dr. Greer, I want to remind you that I will be attending the C-SETI event in Rio Rico, Arizona. Countdown to Transformation, a special conference under the stars to celebrate and make ET contact October the 24th through the 26th with Dr. Stephen Greer, Colin Andrews, Dr. Ted Loader, and other great speakers. And I just received a message from Paula Harris. She will also be attending the CSETI event as well. For more information, go to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on the Contact Countdown link. And some of you have written to let me know that you will be there, and I look forward to meeting you. If you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact link of our website, or simply write to mel, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. I really enjoy your feedback, comments, and questions. And to those of you who are 100% qualified to transcribe shows, visit the free subscription link on our website. You will receive a three-month subscription, which gives you all the benefits of our membership. Click on the free subscription link, and let us know if you are willing and able to transcribe. And if you haven't noticed, last week Veritas comic strip, it was more than a comic. It is a QB of our mascot, Exo Politico, better known as Exo. Go to our website, VeritasShow.com, and click on Exo. You will see the instructions on how to build your Exo QB. If you are successful assembling your own version of Exo, send me a picture and I will post on the website for everyone to see. And I want to let you know that our two-hour chat with Andrew Bashago last Friday actually turned into a two-and-a-half-hour chat. was another success. I understand that due to time differences or schedule conflicts, many of you could not attend this chat. I want to thank Justina and Mark for recording the audio of the chat and making it available to Veritas members. The audio and text of this very special chat with Andrew Bashago is now available at the Veritas Vault inside the Manticore Forum. You will hear more details that Andrew had not shared yet. You could say it's part two of our show. If you're a Veritas member, simply go to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on Forum. Or if you know your way around, go directly to manticore.com. With your Veritas membership, you have access to tonight's full show and all our past shows, access to the Manticore Forum, and chat with some of our guests and members around the world. Head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on subscribe if you're not already a member. It was definitely a live Veritas show, and you couldn't have asked for a more intimate setting in which you were able to interact and ask your questions. We'll do this again in the near future. Now, let's talk about the moon bombing last week. The NASA L Cross. What did you think? Do you think that the $79 million spent was worth it? Do you think that $79 million would have given you more detailed footage? Are you happy with what you saw? Not me. 
And by the way, someone forwarded an analysis of the infrared footage frame by frame. And to my surprise, you could see blinking flashes originating from the crater. What could that be? But again, it is NASA. Never a straight answer. We should expect some computer-generated images days or weeks later, and everyone will accept it as real. And if the moon allegedly doesn't have an atmosphere, would water that comes to the surface become non-renewable? Why even bother, right? As usual, NASA leaves me with more questions than answers. This week, I received a message from best-selling author and researcher Timothy Good, one of our favorite guests on The Veritas Show. Remember our show with Robert Dean? During that show and a few conferences, Mr. Dean stated that during his trip to Barcelona, some Brits told him that Gary McKinnon had given Timothy Good a copy of the files he downloaded. I must admit, I was very surprised when I heard that and thought that if this were true, that would carry a lot of responsibility for Timothy Good. These Brits at, at Barcelona told me that apparently McKinnon downloaded some stuff that was absolute dynamite. And the story that I got from them, I don't know whether it's true or not, but it sounds like it could be. The stuff McKinnon downloaded, he gave to uh, Timothy Good. Ha! And Tim, I had Timothy got on a few months ago. Huh? And, and okay. you know, Tim is probably one of the finest re researchers on the planet. Absolutely. I've known him for years, and he is a top-notch guy. And uh, apparently McKinnon, out of out of fear, gave this stuff that he downloaded to, to Good. Therefore, to set the record straight, Timothy Good has contacted me directly to inform me that the story about McKinnon saving a copy of the downloaded material for him is absolutely not true. And all he knows from poor Gary is what he published in his book, Need to Know. So just to set the record straight, Timothy Good does not have any files in his possession. And now, get ready to spend two hours going behind the fabricated swine flu pandemic. You will know the why, the who, and what the real purpose is. If you are one who does not question what you are told and are ready to roll up your sleeve to get vaccinated, stop this audio now. If you want to get answers to the questions as to why you should not get vaccinated, don't go anywhere. Dr. Leonard Horowitz and investigative journalist Sherry Kane are coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
This is Sherry Kane, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Leonard Horowitz is an internationally known authority in the overlapping fields of public health, behavioral science, emerging diseases, and natural healing. In 1999, he was voted Author of the Year by the World Natural Health Organization for his first national bestseller, Emerging Viruses, AIDS, and Ebola, Nature, Accident, or Intentional. Dr. Horowitz received his doctorate from Tufts University School of Dental Medicine in 1977. As a student and faculty member at Tufts, he taught medical and dental histology, graduated with honors, and was awarded a research fellowship in behavioral science at the University of Rochester. He later earned a Master of Public Health degree from Harvard University, focused on behavioral science and media persuasion technologies, and a Master of Arts degree in health education, counseling, psychology from Beacon College, all before joining the research faculty at Harvard School of Dental Medicine to study psychosocial factors in oral health and disease prevention. And directly from Orange County, California, Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Hello, Dr. Horowitz, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? Great, Mel. Thanks for having me on. Dr. Horowitz, you have no idea how timely this interview is, especially with the fabricated designer swine flu pandemic. I want to thank those in the listening audience who kept me asking me to have you on, and I'm glad we did. But let me tell you that I'm glad you're here because I'm tired. I'm tired of the people who continue to ignore the signs. I'm tired to be looked at as a nut or conspiracy theorist. I can't say I blame them because they're they're basically victims of mind control. Is that what you're encountering too, Dr. Horowitz? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, everyone who's saying things like that about those of us who carry a different view, their hearts are in the right place. They certainly believe that what they thinking and saying and doing is in the best interests of their loved ones and themselves and humanity. So it's really not, they, they can't be blamed. But frankly, you know, as somebody with my background, it's not just in infectious diseases and health sciences. You know, I, I have a tremendous amount of expertise in behavioral science. And what this kind of behavior simply reflects is any kind of cult indoctrination orientation belief system. And that's what we have by way of our mainstream media, by way of the forces of academic tracking and control within academia that's basically uh, funds and tracks the way academics are practiced from the institutions such as Harvard and Yale all the way down to the grade schools, whereby grant monies are doled out for teaching certain subjects a certain way. And uh, in this case, no child left behind, no child left behind to not be fully brainwashed or indoctrinated into the drug cult mentality, whereby, you know, everybody's running around, or not everybody, there's a significant portion of us now that have awakened from this hypnosis and this sleep and, and realize the devastation that it's causing. And we have evidence of that now with H1N1 swine flu pandemic circulating and the vaccinations issuing and that half of the physicians are not going to take it. Sixty plus percent of the nurses polled are not going to take it. That means we win. That means our side actually has persuaded enough people to look at the science-based evidence that is compelling to refuse vaccinating. And so this is... uh, what we're dealing with, there's a lot of wonderful people out there 
who simply and sadly don't really know what they do, which is exactly what Jesus went to the cross saying. He said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Let me start by reading one of your quotations, which resonated with me the day I read it for the first time. And it could very well be the title of this very test episode. The greatest lie ever told is that vaccines are safe and effective. Before we start, I want to go step by step. There is an affidavit filed in New York against David Rockefeller. Why don't you start from there and explain what the purpose of this affidavit is and what you want to accomplish with it? Well, thank you. You know, it's actually, let me just clarify, that uh, document was uh, placed, actually a press release that was placed by third parties into jeffrentsrents.com and it circulated from there. The affidavit was actually filed in Los Angeles to the FBI, given to the FBI to critically analyze and then come visit me and discuss these 23 hard, cold documents that I present that are freely downloadable from the website fluscam.com. The affidavit page has these documents freely downloadable, and the revelations in it are stunning. In the second hour of this interview, you'll be speaking with Sherry Kane, who's an investigative journalist, and she's extraordinary. She does wonderful research, and she helped me and advanced this whole investigation into the partnership for New York City. And that's where, uh, and, and you're going to find there the Chief Biotechnology Trust, a drug crime uh, club, if you will, and uh, crime ring, and that they are advancing the world's leading genetic as well as biotechnology industries, pharmaceuticals, genito pharmaceuticals, and vaccinations. And so you'll be well advised by Sherry Kane in the second hour. But where that document said that I filed this in New York is because it revolves around this organization in New York. But the truth is that I actually uh, sent it to FBI in Los Angeles. The FBI has a very thick file on me. I, they have that because I was the first scientist in America to alert the FBI to an impending anthrax scam. Yes. yes. And so this is uh, why they delayed. They actually, it took them six months after I reported to them about the anthrax scam that and the anthrax mailing that didn't even happen yet. I contacted them a week before it was even announced in the press, and it was the work that I do in virology and microbiology and vaccinology, and uh, looking at it critically by the, uh, by the orientation I have as a behavioral scientist and media persuasion technology expert. When I finished my Harvard degree in public health, it was in that field. So when I watched the news and I watched the unfolding of agendas in the mainstream media, it allows me to discern what most people have no idea is happening. This is what's causing the brainwashing and the mental retardation that you, uh, you know, introduced me with tonight. And the question about how come people are not, you know, getting it? How come they're clueless? And this is what allows me to discern even in advance and then be a prophet 
to tell people what's happening in advance because I read the media, I watch the use, the subtle use of behavioral techniques being used by the anchor men. The word itself on primetime news, anchor men and anchor women. Anchoring is a neuro-linguistic programming term yes. that basically you know, engages you into a certain belief system. And so this is, this is what I do. And uh, I just want you to know that that affidavit was not only filed now by the FDA, but segments of it, portions of it are being used probably worldwide. I know of several cases in the United States that they're using portions of it for advancing restraining orders and injunctions uh, that we're pleading to the courts, the federal courts, the state courts particularly now are receiving complaints to stop the vaccination program. And so that's uh, very important to read that affidavit on fluscam.com. Dr. Horowitz, can we, I don't want to use the word bravely, can we say on this show that the next false flag event has begun? Well, uh, g give me a definition of false flag event. I mean, I think I know what it is, but for the sake of listeners and my, uh, my relating to precisely what you're asking, give, give me a definition of what you're talking about. I don't know if I can give you a precise definition, but something that happens where people believe it and there's a problem, reaction, solution. There's a, an alleged virus being, that erupts in Veracruz, Mexico, and we are now preparing to vaccinate the population to prevent that from happening. In other words, this may be a scam and not a true uh, pandemic is what I'm saying. Okay. Now, you know, it could also be a scam and a true pandemic. So that's why I'm asking, you know, more precisely about what you mean by false flag. You know, there's a lot of people writing a lot of things and there's a lot of theories that are floating around. Um, I have no doubt that there is a virus that's floating around. I have no doubt that that virus came from a biological weapons laboratory and or vaccine a laboratory. I can tell you that the most likely suspects in this thesis, in this crime, crime probably crime of this century for sure, uh, are, have names and they have positions. And I can tell you who they are. But I, again, I can't say that what is circulating now is not going to cause a lot of people to die. And I can't say that it is not something that's spreading and that I can say that with absolute certainty that everyone should not get vaccinated, that do not take the vaccines under any circumstance. I can also say that there are very many wonderful alternatives to getting injected and infected and intoxicated by these vaccinations. Uh, there's everything from vitamin C, vitamin D. I highly recommend OxySilver. People can get information on it at oxysilver.com. And uh, that's the most advanced silver hydrosol. You don't have to worry about any infectious diseases if you have that. Uh, so there's a lot to be discerned. There's a lot of, of very important realizations and revelations that need to be analyzed in order to come out with, like, where are we, how did we get here, and where... Are we going and what do we have to do to make sure that we get there safely? But here's the part that I don't understand. 1,000 deaths approximately worldwide from the swine flu. 
in the WHO, the World Health Organization, raises the level to six, which is the pandemic level. Last year alone in the United States, 33,000 deaths from the regular influenza. Where was the WHO raising the level to six back then? The answer to that, short and sweet, is that the Rockefellers didn't have it on their agenda at that time because they weren't prepared in the drug industry to make a lot of money and uh, do so intoxicating people for depopulation at that moment in time. I can say that this uh, emergence is highly suspicious. I would say that the mainstream media's response to it is criminal. I can say that the mainstream media is currently responsible for killing far more people than the flu itself. And I can say that with certainty as a behavioral science expert and person who has written scientific papers in the field of phobia and anxiety and anxiety disorders and the anxiety and the phobias that have been generated by the media insofar as this H1N1 flu is actually criminal. Uh, People have to realize that about a third of the population are, are on psychotropic drugs and antidepressants already. And so when you induce this type of fear, you actually advance profits in the pharmaceutical industry, but also you advance human suffering and death, morbidity and mortality. And so this is what we're witnessing. And if anyone did a reasonable analysis, anyone who's reasonable would conclude that we have hideously conducted genocide under the guise of public health, that our media is largely accountable, and that it's being wielded by the drug industrialists. By the way, I heard Stephen Quayle that the government wants to change the Mental Health Act so that if you refuse the vaccine, you can be rendered as mentally incompetent. So if you're suspected of having mental issues, you can be quickly detained. So if you refuse the vaccine, you are declared mentally incompetent and they can take you without any due representation. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, actually, it's funny you should say that because... Uh, as I mentioned to you before we began the show, I'm right now responding to probably the world's leading viral geneticist. His name is Dr. Henry Nyman. And a couple days ago, I responded to emails by another fellow um, named uh, Korn, who is part of the National Institutes of Health and National Institutes of Medicine, a highly esteemed Harvard uh, alumni, professor emeritus, who claims that I am such a person, claims that Dr. Leonard Horowitz is psychotic. And huh, so, no. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's very interesting that they've put into place laws that would potentially allow that, but it's no, not unlike the vaccination uh, mandates that are being given and currently contested to union workers in hospitals that are, one was just defeated the other day in Washington state. So you violate the U.S. Constitution when you subject a person to mandatory vaccinations or quarantines or incarceration because you've stated that they are mentally ill. Uh, You know, that basically if they were to come to arrest me and put me in prison and claim that I'm psychotic and I'm causing these kinds of of uprisings and that's national security is threatening national security because people are not getting vaccinated now because of Dr. Leonard Horowitz, 
you know, they really would have a, a big problem on their hands because there's so many people that love and respect the work that I do. I am equally published in the field of science, as many of these experts are. I have more books than they have. I have more bestsellers than they do. I have more websites than they do. I'm, oh, I think I'm second to Dr. Oz, Oprah's Dr. Oz, who was on television, I think it was yesterday, the day before, actually showing the world how to get vaccinated. And, you know, I have more of, of uh, YouTube segments than Dr. Than uh, second to Dr. Oz. So, I mean, I have a certain amount of celebrity and credibility that if they were to incarcerate me for allegedly being psychotic, uh, I think that they'd have more of a problem. They would martyr me in that way. And, you know, gee whiz, look what happened to the other people that were martyred. You know, so I think that they would have, you know, some greater problems than they already do with me. And um, I think it's sick. I think it's sad that we have gotten to the point where we can actually conduct witch hunts claiming that somebody is psychotic or deranged and therefore imprison them and medicate them. And uh, that speaks to a degenerated society that is spiritually uh, deficient in many, many ways. I was going to say, you wouldn't have to be dead to be a martyr if they did that to you. But you also said that a governor in the Northeast, I believe it was uh, governor of Maryland, said that refusing vaccinations is unpatriotic. We talked about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Isn't the political apparatus engaging in this as well? I mean, telling us that we are unpatriotic. Here they go again, dividing us all, aren't they? That is preposterous. Yes, it is. And that governor should be immediately uh, censored and ousted. The fact of the matter is, you know, there, I'm very, very familiar with the patriotic community in America. I've been lecturing before them since 1996. So I have some um, understanding of the mentality and the behavior within that group. And generally, I find those people to be American heroes. I speak of Bo Greitz, who is the real live Rambo. He's a patriot. I spoke the other day with a, a police officer by the name of Jack McLam, a retired police chief from Arizona, who has the Police Against the New World Order organization. And these are the real heroes. These people are really good Christian people. They have the love of the Creator in their heart. They have the best interests of America at heart. They have constantly, for no uh, gain, no financial gain whatsoever, made themselves available and worked just constantly in bringing truth and awareness and actually reinforcing the United States Constitution, which is a sacred document. It's not just a political document. It's not just a sovereign nation's document. To my understanding of the United States Constitution and the magnificence in which it was established, it's a spiritual, sovereign, spiritual decree by the Creator. America is in the Bible. It's in the book of Revelation as the last bastion of freedom in a free world. And we're about, we're witnessing the uh, great demonic uh, undermining of that great American nation. And so this is what I see. I see that the true patriots, you know, everything is flipped. You know, really seriously, when you look at everything in Babylon, and in the Bible it's called Babylon is falling, and we're in Babylon, and it is falling. The economy is a 
symptom of that, the manipulation of the banks and the economies and the health and the health sciences and the educational programs, it's all a gross, very, very uh, unbalanced and unhealthy manipulation, a degeneration of the true spirit of faithful people. It is a suppression of the spirit that made America great. Um, and so all of these these geopolitical changes actually reflect also spiritual changes and dynamics. Like the Bible says, it's not against flesh and blood with whom we do battle. It's a spiritual war that's actually taking place. And the spirit of humanity is being sickened and enslaved by the mainstream media, by the educational indoctrination systems, so that our American medical culture, our cult has been undermined. We're engaged now in a war with everything, a war with biology, antibiotics, war on cancer, war on drugs, war against this, war against that. It's a war mentality instead of a peace promotion you know, program and programming. We have literally the people that are making money and profiting off of this de- degeneration. That's when you look at the new industries. Look at, for example, if you're my age, you actually witnessed America's toy stores go from like Mickey Mouse Disneyland into alien colonies that have primarily war training programming and technologies, video gaming, whereby you're killing and maiming whatever virtual being you're staring at in the screen for hours upon hours. This is behavioral engineering at its most advanced technological state. And so this is what is, again, it's symptomatic of where we are as a degenerated or, uh, people, spiritually deprived and suppressed. And that's why I say everything that you think is good is actually flipped. It's totally demonic. Example, Centers for Disease Control is actually Centers for Disease Creation. <laughs> you know, they're, they're controlling the diseases like they're controlling population. It's called population control. They call it population management. They're managing populations. Who's doing that? You're looking at the Rockefeller Population Council of the City of New York that gave rise to all of the population councils worldwide that are advancing, as Sherry Kane will inform you in the second hour, they are the folks that are running the vaccine programs. They are the ones who are directing the World Health Organization, which is giving direction to Dr. James Robertson in the UK that issues the viruses that go to the CDC, that goes to the vaccine makers. These, it's a very small number of players, believe it or not, who are actually administering this global genocide. You know, whistleblowers are usually subverted or destroyed. I'm surprised that you're still talking after so many years of, of giving us this information and waking us up. Well, thanks. You know, I, I thank you for asking me that question or making that comment. It's the same most common question always asked of me. So because it is, I probably could spend 20 minutes giving you, you know, the reasons why and the thanks. The number one thanks and number one answer is I'm surrounded by angels. I've got two angels positioned by me 24-7. And I know that 
I actually am speaking to you as a person who there's no reasonable, rational explanation for me to be here anymore. I should have died at least six times that I'm aware of. If I told you those stories of those six times, you'd go, I can't believe that you're still alive. And that's how I feel. I can't believe I'm still alive anyway. And every single one of those six times had nothing to do with the Central Intelligence Agency. The MI6 did not, you know, do anything to me. I really have been sustained by a glorious creator who has a greater purpose for me to fulfill. You're going to die. So is every single one of us. The question is, when is it your time? And what are you going to do between now and then? And that's, you know, the way I live my life. I don't really, as I tell everybody, people closest to me, they always have concerns about me. They always say, you know, don't even sit in a restaurant with your back towards the door. You know, I can't live like that. I can't live in fear. I've got to live in faith because from my understanding, as an elder at this point, I can tell you that the key to the kingdom of heaven, the key, the key to sustainability is faith. It's love. It's the, love is actually the clear channel broadcast to the heavenly throne. And faith is what's required to open that door, to receive that channel from the Creator's heart right into your heart. And that's what, to me, that's what this whole thing is really about. I, if you look at my work and you really analyze what has Dr. Leonard Horowitz been doing for the last 10 years, you'll see that I am an overseer of a wonderful ministry that does two things. We reveal the world's worst news, the most horrific plagues, the most grossest genocides, the most hideous political corruption in the world. And on the other side, we also reveal the greatest news, the way that we get out of this mess. All of the technologies and the understandings for recreating ourselves in the image of the Creator and returning our planet back to the Garden of Eden that it was intended to be from the beginning. So that's, that's the, you know, the best of the best news, the worst of the worst news. That's what I deal with. And, you know, I can tell you that I look forward to, either in this physical form or from looking down from heaven, into a, a thousand years of world peace period where we stop the insanity, the lunacy, and the hypocrisy. And we stop the intoxication and the vaccinations for population reduction. And we simply live a peaceful, loving life, recognizing each other as brothers and sisters from a divine family, engaged in love and engaged in helping each other sustain not just our, simply ourselves, but every, bio, every part of biology, every part of creation. It's all magnificent. It's all divi- designed to perfection beyond the reaches of the wildest imagination. And this is what troubles me most about the world of science. I really see, like I'm writing now to Dr. Nyman, who's a brilliant scientist. He's a brilliant researcher, investigator in genetic gene sequencing for viral evolution and to discern where do these viral parts come from and what can we do about them. Well, that's his thing. You know what, though? The guy is completely ignorant, totally blind to anything beyond his field of expertise. And that is, again, a sad commentary on our cult mentality, engaging science, health science, and not looking at things holistically, but through specialties. 
specialty fields. The further you go deep into a virus, for example, and as an expert, that's all you see 24-7 for years and years, and you study and you know that gene sequence, then guess what? You can't even tell what cell it's in, nor can you tell the tissue it's in, nor can you tell the human body that it's in, nor can you tell the factors associated with that human body's longevity, nor can you look at the the social relationships that that person is in that maybe causes some of these effects that you're witnessing, nor can you discern its environment and thereby you've got to look at the whole picture before you can really you know, count yourself as an expert today because everything is related. Multidisciplinary science is really where it's at, not specialty science. In other words, what the Rockefellers and the Rockefeller Foundation and the Carnegie Foundation and those who control it have done is that they have created a population of myopic people who suffer from what in, in medicine is called a scotoma. Look up the word, S-C-O-T-O-M-A. It is a blind spot. It's an inability of insight into anything but what your specialty field is in this case. So people are clueless, like you, like you asked from the beginning of this program. How come people who are good, loving people think that you and I are foolish conspiracy theorists and can't get the message? Is because the same brainwashing that caused them to be the way they are has created a virtual medical Manchurian candidate in Dr. Nyman. And the world looks to him as a god, as an expert in this field. And when he says that, oh, this is not a laboratory creation, this is an absolutely certified natural evolution, I mean, the man is mad, but people think that he's just totally great. And by the way, two weeks ago, we had a, a fan of yours, a, one of our guests, the former chief medical officer of Finland, Dr. Rauni Luganin killed it who wrote a best-selling book called There Is No Death. So if we can take that fear that we're not going to die, our body's just a container. Maybe we'll take that fear away somehow. But so far, Dr. Horowitz, only a few states and institutions are mandating the vaccination. Fortunately, the brave healthcare workers in New York are protesting. Do you see a moment in the next few days or weeks, not months, where even the president may say, quote, we want to make this voluntary, but I'm now forced to make it mandatory and it will become a criminal offense if you refuse. Can this scenario happen? Um, yes, I believe that it can. In fact, it's, I don't believe it's just a possibility. I believe that it's a high probability. I pray that it's not going to happen. I've been actually, I'm pretty much, I think, to my knowledge, the first one that's out, been out there uh, for the last six months saying that this is likely what is going to happen. At this point, what I'm going to tell you is the evidence I have for bringing that conclusion to the present is that if you look at the amount of money invested and the amount of credibility invested by, again, Rockefeller for the World Health Organization to the health departments in the various states through the Centers for Disease Control in America, controlling really what's taking place and the potential for instituting the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. That has been placed, came out of uh, Georgetown, uh, Washington area. It was done to 
lay out the protocol for a public health official to declare an emergency. Subsequent to that, everything would stop. The law system in the United States would completely be arrested. And that you couldn't even have 10 cents to call your own lawyer if they came to your door to take you away. That is the level of fascism that has been statutorily uh, placed here as a possibility in America, and that all of that, as well as the earlier you know, concept of them arresting me for being a psychotic or you or taking anyone away, is a violation of the First and Fifth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution, no state shall make any law that violates the Constitution. So any state statutes that violate my sovereign spirit-filled body's right to exist in peace and uh, yours, that any can't, shall not be made and, and has no foundation in law. And the same thing with an executive order like Barack Obama certainly, I believe, has the possibility of stating. I believe that because this virus is circulating currently in a field of human beings who have everything from H5N1 gene sequences to the 1918 Spanish flu sequence, that all it would take, literally, is one CIA operative to have access to a bio-level three or above laboratory, get these flu viruses that have been created in the labs that are most lethal, and then spread them like they did in the 1960s, and it was Rockefeller who was chairman of the Congressional Investigating Committee on CIA wrongdoing. So he suppressed, it was like, you know, the, the fox was in charge of the hen house in Congress. Exactly. And basically, they spread these germs through the uh, planes and through New York subway systems. They did it over the Pennsylvania Turnpike. They did it over San Francisco. And I suspect that they would do it either over Los Angeles this time and or New York, and they would then have people who were dying in a localized area. The mainstream media would have a complete field day. The president, as you say, would go through this scenario saying, well, I'm sorry, I did want to have this be voluntary, but under the circumstances now, we're going to make this mandatory. I think that that is a greatest probability at this point that I pray will not come to pass. I, a lot of people forget about Presidential Directive 51. All you need to do is go to the WhiteHouse.gov uh, website and look at it. In any in case of any emergency, the president can take over the powers from states, counties, municipalities, and territories. So this can go this far. Yeah, well, that's what that's what they say that they can do, but they really can't do it. It's it's you know it's the Wizard of Oz. There's a wizard behind the curtain. And the wizard can be there pulling all the strings. And yet, you know, when you open the curtain and you do that in a court of law, it's really where, you know, the constitutional law still stands. But yet it's because the lawyers are so paid off and the, uh, they're, they're so confined to the bar, which comes out of England, and that the... exactly. You know that they that becomes the the system of justice becomes a system of injustice. It's an unjust system right now, and so 
this is part of the crime. But, I mean, legally they can't do what you and I are, are, are concerned that they'll do, but they could get away with it virtually. They could, just like the Wizard of Oz, if you don't pull back the curtain and you don't contest these things in a court of law, like, thank God we just had the best news the other day come from Washington State. In fact, there a court, a state uh, appeals court, I think it was, ruled in favor of the choice to get vaccinated or not on behalf of an employee of a hospital workers union. And because of that, then now we can say we have precedent. The rest of the states now can say, look what they did in Washington. And, and they'll do it time and time and time again. The problem is that we're running out of time. The problem is, is that these, these forces of evil have invested so much and look at the mud on their face if they don't have a pandemic that manifests. So the great likelihood probability is, is, is that they're going to manifest what their mainstream controlled media has been engaging to, you know, like you say, this false flag may turn into a real thing that they're going to create to save face and to make money and most importantly to reduce the populations as they have planned. Most people you talk to and tell them that they, in quotes, I put quotes in they, data trial run on this back in 1976 and didn't work. Back then, the drug companies that manufactured the vaccine were exposed to lawsuits and paid millions to the families of those who died and became permanently disabled. That's not the case today. They have been offered full immunity. This is almost checkmate to all of us without any recourse, right? Yes, and, and in short, what you've said is true, and it is giving license to kill. Literally, physicians have license to kill. They've been doing it great. The number one cause of death in the United States today is not heart cancer, not, not heart disease, it's not cancer. It's drug side effects issued by physicians, prescriptions, and that, that's killing far more than 800,000 people a year. And that's not a according to the studies that I've been reading, that doesn't include vaccine injuries and deaths from cancers induced by injections of genetic substances from various species. So this is uh, the, the greatest tragedy. Physicians have been given license to kill, and now the drug industrialists have actually likewise been given this license to kill, and that uh, we've got to recognize, and this is one of the other suggestions that I've been giving to the attorneys who are studying what to do about this. I've been saying, look at your Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. It states in there that the government shall pay some compensation, adequate reasonable compensation to an individual whose property they have taken for the public's good. So if they're going to claim that they're going to take your immune system for the public's good, that is, they're going to inject you and intoxicate you and cause autoimmune diseases and immunological hypersensitivity reactions by vaccinations, which is what it does. And that means it subverts the natural property that you were given as an innately spirit-filled being by the creator of the universe. You were given an immune system that operates naturally, normally. And if they take that property by force, by injection, they must compensate you. Now, what is the value on human immune system? What is the value of having to 
succumb to the risks associated with vaccination? All of those questions will not be answered, certainly not in the next four weeks. So that this concept, though, is extremely important, and if it ever came to it, this test of law likewise, test of the Constitution, I believe would likewise win. But it's slow suicide if you volunteer or slow homicide if you refuse. Either way, it's checkmate for them, isn't it? Um, well, let's see. Give me that one again. It's slow. Slow suicide. Slow suicide if I volunteer to get vaccinated. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're poisoning yourself. You're going to die, yeah? Yes, or they'll do it for me. Or, or they're going to do it, you mean, under duress? Exactly. Um, yeah, well, there's a third third thing that we told our daughter to do. Oh? Run. Run, <laughs> run fast. You know, so basically that's, that's what we uh, are going to do ourselves, you know. And, and frankly, you know, Jeff Rents has been saying on his radio program that he doesn't believe it's going to come to forced vaccinations because he knows many of us Americans are sitting home right now with guns in the closet. And that that is our fortress. I mean, if people come knocking at our door and they're uninvited and they don't have court orders to come in, uh, you know, basically, I, you know, I, I think that most people are not going to be risking that. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to go that way. I really don't. But then again, you know, who knows, man? We're living in such strange times. Anything is possible at this point. Uh, by the way, I like uh, your daughter's book. I believe the title is to, uh, it's to Give Love, and uh, the abbreviation of To Give Love, To Make Love. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually the, well, I have two daughters. Uh, the older one wrote a book when she was nine. It's yes. called the Plytitalum Tree. It's an acronym for the love you take is equal to the love you make. And yeah, that's a beautiful story. Let me give you the uh, the place to get that book and anything else that I recommend. OxySilver, yes. I told you, OxySilver is really important. Everybody should study that because if there's one thing in the world that could free us from this pharmaceutical sorcery and this intoxication mania, it's OxySilver at OxySilver.com. And then the books and tapes and DVDs and CDs, all the health products that I endorse are at triple eight. Five zero eight forty seven eighty seven. That's toll free. Triple eight five zero eight forty seven eighty seven. And the address on the internet is healthyworldstore.com. Healthyworldstore.com. And if you see a, a beautiful line of uh, T-shirts and clothing that are called Five Two Eight Fashions. That's now my 16-year-old that used to be the 9-year-old that wrote the book. That's Elena. That's her uh, fashion line that she's taken the revelations that we've advanced in the musical mathematical sciences and the hydrosonics, that's water and sound, and the understanding of love being a frequency of energy that's associated with all the botanical world's greenish-yellow color. That's because it's all vibrating to 528 hertz frequency, which is the center of the electromagnetic color spectrum. It's the center of the rainbow. It's the center of your heart when you're feeling warm, fuzzy, love feelings. That's the vibration that's coming out. And we're using that understanding in everything, from oxy-silver to uh, making it 
a constitutional remedy, like in homeopathy, there's a constitutional remedy that if you give a person the right frequency in the water solution, in the homeopathic, then everything goes back to normal again. They get rid of the diseases, they sustain health, and that's what 528 frequency can do. Because truly, simply, love is the universal healer. And we now know, and this is part of what's happening, we're having a spiritual renaissance in the face currently of the spiritual suppression. You know, as bad as things are getting, there's also an equal measure of goodness that's unfolding. And so right now, that measure of goodness, and this is why I say if people only knew what oxysilver is and does is a simple mineral water, the power of a simple mineral water with nano-silver with bonded to oxygen in water with vibration of 528 love frequency, it would terminate the intoxication. It would, if, if we understood this and the scientists basically started to study this and said, hey, wow, there's a lot of great things here, let's get into this, it would put an end to the pharmaceutical mania. This pop a pill to cure every ill is insane and we're intoxicating ourselves and our planet. The alternative is simple. It's mostly love with a little bit of water and superconducting silver. And this kind of understanding is what we need to promote more and more in order to evolve out of this lunacy, this hypocrisy, this toxicity into some semblance of sanity back into where we should be, which is living peace on earth. And I think this could encapsulate a full show in the future. I've told uh, the audience how the Nazis wanted to, uh, well, actually, they, 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 uh, they succeeded in changing the music tuning frequency from 432 hertz to 428 hertz. So this is just a fascinating topic, too. But I have a few questions from members of the audience before I let you go, uh, Dr. Horowitz. This one comes from Australia. Can you please help me? with what I should tell people to search regarding the swine flu and inoculation. People around me seem to think they know it all. And every time I mention you are a James Bergmeister, they just come back with the standard of that's just their opinion. This bugs the hell out of me, so I guess I'm asking you, how do you go about those that think they're really is based, this is really based on a government that helps them, i.e. what mainstream media sites, if any, could I show them? Okay, well, mainstream media sites you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, go to fluscam.com. I've done my best to make that the preeminent place where information and this understanding is given. There's this concept of the Manchurian medical mania. Uh, it's articulated, written up there for people to just kind of get grasped that doctors don't know what the hell they're saying anymore uh, in a big way. The... Uh, there's so much there. The, the concept of, of the affidavit that you're going to be speaking with Sherry about uh, in the next few minutes, that's yes. all there. There's news, latest news. There's a 24-hour television station that's actually broadcasting there. That's kind of fun. It's a great website. And here is, you know, so it's fluscam.com. Share that with people. But here is really my advice. You can't throw your pearls before swine. When you put out your truth in an effort, in a loving effort to save a life, and it's not received, then basically it's not your fault. It's really, it shouldn't even trouble you 
my recommendation for you to do is just unplug because if you get upset about it, it stresses you. If you get angry about it, it's really harming you. And, you know, it's kind of like knocking your head against the wall. The wall doesn't mind, but who needs the headache? You can't do this. You, that's, basically, that's what Jesus had talked about, about throwing pearls before swine. It's, it's useless. Bless them. Pray for them. Pray for the planet. Play mostly importantly for yourself, too, because really, you know, if, if this transformation in consciousness, spirituality, and basically transition out of the drug industry mentality occurs, it's going to happen because of you, each, every single individual, you, 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 you're all going to be important in playing this because we're all part of this concept of being the hundredth monkey. You know, the, by the time the hundredth monkey wakes up, suddenly it gets broadcast spiritually to the rest of the community. This global village suddenly wakes up when we, the hundredth monkey, wakes up. And so that's the best thing that you can do is make sure that you're one of the hundredth monkeys by going inward, purifying yourself. You know, again, the keys, faith and trust and love and, and you know, in a, a glorious creator in the, in the perfect way that things are really put together and giving thanks, being thankful for all the blessings that we have, and then just basically being a shining light example of how that is sustaining you. That is going to be the way. Rather than getting angry, rather than getting upset, simply smile if, you, if we can. And I know, boy, I'll tell you, if you look at my early work, I, I haven't been there. So, you know, we always teach what we need to learn. And I'm still learning it. But that's really what I've come to in this decision at this point in my life, that this is where we have to go. And this one comes from Canada. Dr. Horowitz, uh, back in approximately May of this year on the Jeff Rents show, you had commented that starting June the 21st of this year was the three-and-a-half-year countdown to the December 21st 2012. You also alluded that this was the beginning of the three-and-a-half-year tribulation period referenced in Revelations, but obviously in quite a different context than other biblical scholars do. I'm curious if you can expand on this, and now that we are three months in, do you have anything to add? No, it still holds, you know, and look at where we are now. You know, we in, in June when we did Concert for the Living Water, we did that as a global prayer to do whatever we could do to facilitate this transformation in spirituality and consciousness. And the power of the prayer globally went into the, to the water, which is a superconductor. And now what happened after that? Look at, this is, you know, the, uh, we had June where this virus was spreading. Uh, April, actually, it started late April. In May, it was, it was uh, you know, being said to be spreading. June was when we kind of like didn't think about it too much. We had the nice June event. July was when they started to hype up the media again. August, it was really starting to get profound. And now here it is September where almost you hear constantly over and over again about this flu. The great plagues that are written in the Bible, I believe that, that the global industrialists, the Illuminati, if you will, are following the Bible. They have to. They have to be following the prophecy that has been laid out for the rest of this period. And I believe that we can't get worse than create a plague that's going to kill three billion people. That's what the goal is. 
The goal is to depopulate this planet to at least 50% of the population that currently exists. If they do that, and if then the, we achieve it during this period of time, the hundredth monkey that I just basically articulated, then we're going to wake up to realize that we already loosed the beast that is going to kill half of our loved ones on this planet. That should be a deep enough lesson for us to say, okay, enough is enough. Now, that's consistent with the New World Order agenda. If you read the Protocols of the Elders of Sion, and the original one, which was not an anti-Semitic document, but apparently a leak from the Rothschild family back in the 1700s, whereby they actually say at one point before we have the New World Order, the globalism, neocolonialism globally, we're going to have to make everybody sick of their governments. For them to be able to be sick of their governments, we have to experience what we're currently witnessing in the United States. We have to become so sick of the genocide to say enough is enough. We want, and this is what is in the book that I just referenced. It says, we give us a new world order. Give us one world government. And so I think that that new world government is about to, it's really here right now. That's why the World Health Organization, Rockefeller et al., is in control of the states as well as federal response to H1N1. So we have one world health organization, one world bank, one world peacekeeping force, NATO, uh, and so one world court. And so we have these things already placed. They already have their power. They're already controlling geopolitics and economics globally. So we already have this new world order. I don't believe that the creator wants this to be the creator's new world order. And I believe that we're advancing into this time where the hundredth monkey shall evolve, shall wake up, and then from that, the rest of the global village will say, enough is enough. We're going to do this right, sustainably, permaculturally, lovingly, and joyfully. And that's, that's what I think is the end of the Bible. Concluding remarks, uh, Dr. Horowitz, AIDS, Ebola, you studied those back then, why they were manufactured, why they were implemented. Where do you see us in the next 12 months with the swine flu? Oh, well, with the swine flu, the worst case scenario is that some gene sequences from either H5N1 that kills 60% of the population it infects and or even there's been some talk about recombinations with Marburg or Ebola or even leukemia. I mean, I, I'm literally writing right now to Dr. Nyman at all saying, you know, I've got, I've got your studies, not, not his particularly, but the National Cancer Institute studies that show that the influenza uh, virus was recombined with leukemia, quick-acting leukemia, to spread cancer by uh, aerosol route. And so this is real. It is a possibility. And you mean that, chemtrails? Uh, well, chemtrails would be what would be seeding the population to create uh, any type of disease that they intend to create. It's all possible right now. But I, and, I, and they think that they could, like, for example... While I was on Steve Quayle the other day, he received a news report from an intelligence source, I believe it was in the Middle East, reporting from a military base that there was a identification of a recombination between the flu virus and a Ebola-like virus. 
or some, some major hemorrhagic fever virus. It was very sketchy. It was just like something that came over his desk. He just happened to mention it during our broadcast. But see, that kind of thing right now, the biotechnology is not just here and available. It's been used. It's been used. And even Dr. Nyman talks about in Angola, the release through a vaccination program of a Marburg, which is the mother of Ebola. So that kind of thing is a very real possibility, and that is the worst-case scenario if you were to have a recombinant of the flu that's spreading with some other virus that would cause high death rates. That is the worst-case scenario. The best-case scenario would be that that we wake up, that every state in the United States and everywhere else, we actually have intelligent people who have a good grasp of the law. They file injunctions to stop the vaccinations and that even if these global lunatics lose something, people get the technologies and the natural healing methods and materials. Again, stockpiling vitamin C right now is a great idea. Stockpiling vitamin D right now is a great idea. As I said, stockpiling oxy silver right now is a great idea. If you've got those things, even if Ebola comes, you don't have to worry because it, it, these, these types of antivirals are so powerful. You know, having faith, using prayer, and using these natural provisions is all that I need, all that my family needs, and all that you need. Well, Dr. Horowitz, you have no idea how much I want to thank you for being on the very test show today what you're doing is is a service to humanity and uh, we wish you to be safe and continue and uh, i'd like to keep in touch with you to provide updates every so often with uh, your research well thank you very much mel i'm going to hand the phone over to sherry kane then and she'll be with you for the next hour then thank you very much for listening we're going to talk more with our special guest in our members section head on over to our website veritasshow.com click on subscribe and join us in the members area to tune in to the second part of this great show. We'll take a short break, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with more.
Hi, this is Dr. Len Horowitz, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. 